on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Dominic Catronio. 2-2. Hit in the air, right center field. Coming on is Betts. It's going to drop in front of him. McCutcheon will score. Around third is Renfro. Here's the throw. The Brewers walk off the Dodgers at 11. What a night. How do you describe getting yourself off the deck in the way that the Brewers did tonight? (laughs) What a night. The Brewers win in walk-off fashion in 11 innings against the best team in baseball, the Los Angeles Dodgers. My name is Dominic Catronio. Along with Greg Greg Matzik, it is great to have you with us here on Brewers Extra Innings. Line up your texts, line up your phone calls. There's a lot to talk about tonight. We will be with you until 1230 this evening. The AccuNet Mortgage talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. You can talk or text, and we will shout you out here on the show. Well, I sure know how to pick my first two uh, games here, don't I, Greg, <laughs> right, here yeah. on Brewers Extra Innings. We get the shutout loss yesterday, and now today an epic 11-inning thriller. Uh, where do you even begin with this one? Victor Caratini wins it with a little flair as called by Lane Grindle, but there's a lot of different directions we can go with this. Well, I'm happy we're not talking about more anemic offense, right? I mean, because really, this was a stretch to get it to where it was. The Brewers had three hits until the very late innings of this game, and you thought, boy, can somebody just come up with something somewhere? Uh, and you always get a little nervous when a run gets put up ahead of you in extra innings. You start to press a little bit. Uh, welcome back, small ball, Craig Council. I don't think that was ordered by the dugout. I think that was a Renfro move. The run-scoring environment proved challenging again tonight. He took matters into his own hands. It worked out. I think overall, Dom, this just it's a well-played game. Right? It's a well-played game by two good teams. I know we, we get on the Brewers a little bit at times, but I, this was a solid game. And you saw defense. You saw timely hitting. You saw a little small ball. Uh, and you were on the edge of your seat when it got to the extra innings especially. So uh, all in all, you go home happy a win. Walk-offs are the best, especially when they happen in Milwaukee. Amen to that. And for let's just look at this 11th inning to start because this 11th inning with it being tied, both teams trade zeros in the 10th and in today's world of extra innings with a placed runner. That is extremely rare. So same situation heading to the 11th inning. Brent Suter, yes, he allowed the placed runner to score, but quite frankly, in this era with the placed runner, you kind of have to plan on that place runner scoring. And the fact that he was able to strike out Hanser Alberto and then Trace Thompson coming off the bench, a pair of righties against himself as a lefty, I think gave all the momentum back into the Brewers' dugout in this game. Yeah, you know, and, and you're also on the edge of your seat with the Max Muncy at bat. Here's a guy who'd been struggling all night long. He's barely hitting his weight, and and then he walks him, right? And you're thinking, oh, you cannot let that come back to haunt you. Uh, but Suter settled in and, and got through the moment as – you know, we, we look at the way the bullpen sort of played out tonight. It, it's exactly what we talked about last night. You didn't have to use your high leverage inning, guys. You had them all available tonight, and everybody delivered for the most part. Matt Bush gives up uh, one run, a solo home run. But everybody else did their part here, and, and it was required after Brandon Woodruff's pitch total started to elevate a little bit. He gets through five, throwing 93 pitches. Everybody went deep into the bullpen. We'll be curious to see what happens tomorrow. Um, you know, the Brewers will have Eric Lauer on the mound, but you worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, right? It is a win you had to have. And, and when you look at, yes, you used up all of your bullpen. Well, so did the Dodgers. Yeah, they did. They had to use every single high-leverage reliever that they wanted to. And with what they've got going on right now, granted, they have one of their horses going tomorrow with Gonsolin, so they might be in a good spot where you look to Eric Lauer to try to give you some length. But the bottom of the 11th inning, 
Talking about that bunt from Hunter Renfro, the small ball as we've referenced, the second time he's surprised an opposing team with a bunt like that. Looking at his numbers against Craig Kimbrell, 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. He knew something that we didn't know. He doesn't see the ball well out of Kimbrell's hand, perhaps. He struggles with the curveball, as we've seen in this game and in this series. He said, you know what? Maybe my best chance to help the team right now is at least make sure that runner gets a third. And if I strike out, that runner doesn't get the third. So let's drop down a bunt, and he dropped down the best bunt of his life, and it turned into an infield hit. Uh, it was amazing. I thought Muncie was going to let that fly and try and get him at first base. Instead, he did sort of a pump throw to see if he could get Andrew McCutcheon leaning off third. McCutcheon's a very good base runner, uh, and he did not bite on that. But uh, you're right about Kimbrell. So I, he's got that weird kind of funky delivery, and he's still got a rising 97-mile-per-hour fastball. Like, that thing's coming up at you in the batter's box. It's just different. It's different than a fastball that would, I don't know, utilize gravity to sort of go down in the zone. His goes up, much like Josh Hader's did. So, yeah, I, sometimes maybe you just don't feel quite as comfortable in the batter's box against certain players, certain pitchers. Hunter Renfro taking matters into his own hands. I thought the base running that he showed, on what proved to be the game-winning hit was brilliant as he almost caught up to Andrew McCutcheon, but, you know, you get the full view of the field. He took off immediately. I think he had a good sense for where that ball was going to land that Betts wouldn't be able to get it, and he was gone. He was off. Love to see it. Oh, we'll break that down a little bit later on in the show. We'll have Craig Kashan joining us as well when he's wrapped up with Valley Sports Wisconsin with our friends over there. Again, 855-616-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We already have a couple of texts from Doug agreeing with you about Hunter Renfro and his base running, calling Hunter Renfro a gambler. And I think that's a perfect analogy because he's a guy that you know he can swing big and hit a home run to all fields, shows the finesse with the bunt. He'll let the arm fly in right field. I think the gambler, you're onto something there, Doug. I like that. <laughs> well, he's 0 for 4 coming into that at bat, right? Yeah. So try and figure something out. I mean, uh, again, the run scoring environment was challenging for the Brewers tonight. They get off to that early 2 nothing lead, and then it's sort of just it, you kind of coast after the Yelich home run, and just it, it's not even getting guys into scoring position. You weren't able to get guys on base. I mean, it's just really quiet for the Brewers in that 6th, 7th, and 8th inning. Uh, had a walk in the ninth, but it just didn't prove costly. You thought you had a chance to win it in the 10th, and then Chris Taylor does uh, his best uh, playoff impression from 2018 oh, and makes maybe the catch of the year in the outfield. Adam McCutcheon is still standing over near the dugout, staring at his center field, wondering how Chris Taylor caught that ball. But it's a game of inches, right? At that point, it looked like the Brewers were going to win the game. You didn't want that to be the play that helped cement a win for the Dodgers. Thankfully, the Brewers came through. And a hat tip as well to the Brewers' bullpen. Yes, the home run by Chris Taylor off of Matt Bush, but that was the only earned run in six innings of the Brewers' bullpen here tonight, and that kept the Brewers right in it. And after all the talk that we've had these last week and a half, two weeks since the Josh Hader trade went down, that the bullpen had its takeover in the sixth inning after Brandon Woodruff had to work hard today. So Brad Boxberger, a one, two, three, sixth inning. You look at Bush, obviously gives up the home run, but he bounced right back with no other damage. Rogers with a huge bounce back after his disastrous Sunday in St. Louis. Devin Williams was Devin Williams again. Hobie Milner leaving that inherited runner, or that placed runner, I should say, in the 10th inning stranded. And Suter only allowing the placed runner to score. That is a top-notch performance by the bullpen tonight. Well, and Milner gets credit, too, because he had to deal with the top of the lineup. Amen to that. Right, so he gets Freddie Freeman. Uh, thought he had Freddie Freeman on a strikeout. It was not a great call from the home plate umpire. Like, you need to give Freddie Freeman an extra strike, right? Uh, he hits a sharp ground ball to short, but they get out of the inning. But there's nothing easy. I mean, I know it's lefty on lefty, 
But that's Freddie Freeman. That's a different cat standing in the batter's box that you got to stare down. So Milner up to it. You know, anytime he's got inherited runners, he seems to sort of buckle down. And it, it just it, it, it's just a different Hobie Milner. Like, I don't know what it is, but in those situations, he tends to perform pretty well versus you know starting an inning off. Uh, great to see that tonight because that's not an easy part of this lineup. There really is no easy part of the lineup to get through, but especially the Dodgers' top. Yeah, I agree. I I agree 100%. That was a heck of a performance by Hobie Milner. I've actually got a poll up on my Twitter, at Dom underscore Catronio, for who you think the player of the game is. And it's simply three options, Christian Yelich, Willie Adamas and Victor Caratini, of course, had the walk-off. And then another, if you want to add a, an honorable mention in there, someone else. So that's on my Twitter, at Dom underscore Catronio. Once again, the talk and text line brought to you by AccuNet Mortgage is 855-616-1620. We'll get to more of your texts and your calls in just a little bit. Craig Kishan will be joining us here shortly as well. We are with you until 1230, recapping all the action from a thrilling Brewers 5-4 to win in 11 the series is one game apiece with two more to go tomorrow and Thursday. More to come here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ 620. Line drive, center field, going back on it is Taylor, reaches up and makes a great diving catch on the edge of the warning track to save the game for the Dodgers. Aye, aye, aye. What a play by Chris Taylor. I, I Just shades of 2018. That's obviously the theme whenever you're talking about the Dodgers coming to town. But I, It's a hat tip, man. Like, aye, what else aye. can you do? Like, I, you see that and you're like, dude, that, I'm standing in the press box like, hey, that props, man. I, what can you say? That's incredible. That's going to go down. In my opinion, given all of the circumstance around it, you know, would have been a walk-off hit, two teams that are fighting for the playoffs – and, you know, would have won the game, that's the catch of the year, in my opinion. Just, it was an all-out sellout. If I don't get it, game's over. That has to go down as the catch of the year, supplanting Jonathan Davis, in my opinion, from what he did yeah. in, in Tampa Bay. Because that, you know, if, if Jonathan Davis doesn't make that play in Tampa, it's a double or a triple. You know, it's middle of the game, nothing crazy happens. If Chris Taylor doesn't make that play, we're already wrapping up our postgame show. Yeah, right. right, yeah, right. It, it, it's that important of a play, and that's why I think that was the play of the year. And uh, there's still a month and a half to figure out if that's going to be supplanted at any point this year. That was uh, absolutely incredible. We're going to get to some of your talk uh, to your texts here in a second as well. 855-616-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Mike from Colorado chiming in critiquing the runners in scoring position. And that's an absolute fair critique. Just two for eight with runners in scoring position tonight. Only five hits. The Dodgers' bullpen was nasty. I mean, the bunt by Renfro was actually their first hit against the Dodgers' bullpen in these two games. And their first hit, technically, with a runner in scoring position. Obviously, he didn't plate the run. And Caratini's hit was the one that delivered the hit, the runs for the Brewers. And ten runners left on base ain't going to cut it in September, says Mike. Look. Ten runners left on base has part to do with this game win 11 innings. I'd rather have too many runners left on base than, you know, have this game go 5-4 and have, like, one or two runners left on base because that means you're giving yourself opportunities. It's it's a catch-22. Yeah, so, like, but we're 100, what, 120 games into this thing, roughly? Mm-hmm. This is who the Brewers are. Yes. You, you know what I'm saying? So you're at a point now in the season where you, you cannot win grade, right? You, you can't grade the win 
it's not about if it's an A-plus win or if it's just a win because they're going to count as the same. This is the pass-fail portion of the season where you need all the wins you can get to try and get to that 90-win threshold, which I think is an accurate benchmark or a representative benchmark of playoff teams versus non-playoff teams. doesn't matter how pretty it is. doesn't matter who did what. doesn't matter if seven runs were given up by the starting pitcher. If you win the game, you win that game. So grading each individual win, I, I get the frustration, and Mike's a great texter from Colorado. This is who the Brewers are. It's a, it's a frequent storyline, Dom. We're talking about yeah, runners in scoring position. Just couldn't get that big hit. The situational hitting. It's home runner bust. Not enough small ball. This is the Brewers, 2022 Brewers on display tonight, but they were able to get it done. Wasn't pretty against St. Louis in the game they took on the road at Bush Stadium, but it was a win, and it could prove to be a critical win. That's do, the takeaway. I agree 100% because, as we talked about yesterday, going 2-5 and five against these Dodgers, you'd probably expect that and take that for this seven-game stretch you have against them. Well, here's one of them. And now you've got five more games against them head-to-head, and you've got Corbin Burns going on Thursday. You've got the Dodger killer and Eric Lauer going tomorrow. And you've also got Corbin Burns lined up to pitch against these guys again next week in Los Angeles. Stealing wins against a team like Los Angeles may not be giving the Brewers enough credit to say that they are a quality team, but... When you're facing a club that is the preseason favorite to win the World Series and has played like the World Series champion and has the talent to be a World Series champion, when you win a game like this, that can generate some mojo. And it's not necessarily stealing a game, but it's proving that you can hang with the big boys, and that's what the Brewers did tonight. Well, this is what playoff games are like, right? Yes. I mean, it, it's, not an, it's, it's not an onslaught of offense, typically, because pitching is just so darn good. Um, and, and yes, Brandon Woodruff is a guy who would start a, a, a playoff game for the Brewers. I don't know if Pepio would do that for the Dodgers, but nonetheless, uh, he pitched pretty well today, too, in four and two-thirds innings. But the, this is what playoff games look like. This is what playoff games feel like. It's the kind of opponent you'll run into in the postseason. Uh, and the Brewers got it done tonight. Regardless of how it happened, they were able to get it done. But uh, pretty much a team effort, though, I would say, Don, because it, it was just enough of everything tonight. But your point on the bullpen, I think, is spot on. One earned run allowed over six innings. That's pretty impressive work when you talk about a lineup that's stacked like the Dodgers is. I do want to take this segment to talk about Willie Adamas and what he did tonight. Yes, one for five with a home run doesn't sound all that impressive. The home run did come in a great spot going opposite field. More on that in a little bit. But Willie Adamas' defense makes an error yesterday. Obviously came back to bite the Brewers. It was an unearned run uh, in that frame uh, when he had the throwing error. It was only his second error since late June. I mean, he has been one of the best defensive shortstops in the game. We've seen the arm. We've seen what he can do. What Willie did tonight was make three plays that are not routine and not every shortstop in the major leagues make make great plays against some speedy runners, too, like Trey Turner. Freddie Freeman runs well despite his size. There are plays that Willie Adamas makes that he makes look routine that most other shortstops, it looks a little more difficult for some of those guys. Yeah, you're going to start a segment on this show called Beyond the Box Score, right? Where it just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the stuff that you don't necessarily see if you're just sort of reading the paper in the morning or checking out uh, ESPN.com. It's stuff like that that shows up. It's, it's, it's the hidden runs. It's, you know, defensive plays that, you know, keep a runner from tagging. It's all sorts of little things that add up to become big things. I, I would say, by and large, defensively, the Brewers have, have found a bit of a groove. It, it's not been the most pristine, but I think it's improved overall. I thought it was especially good against St. Louis. Uh, but that's going to be important, right? It's part of your run prevention unit. It's not just the pitchers that handle that 
responsibility. It, it is your defense, and the Brewers are built to be a pretty good defensive team, and they've got options, too, as they start to mix and match, and you know, hopefully they get Omar Narvaez back, and hat tip to Victor Caratini. Not only does he get the game-winning hit tonight, Dom, but, I mean, he has been on overdrive here since the Narvaez injury. He got a little bit of Mario Feliciano, but uh, not even a full game as Caratini was a designated hitter for that game, so he was still on the field uh, or in the batter's box, but He's having to hit a uh, lift pretty heavy while the Omar Narvaez injury works itself through. Well, we got Craig Kishan getting ready to step into uh, your seat here to join us here in just a little bit. Brewers win 5-4 to four in extra innings. What a thrilling night. Again, line up your calls and texts at 855-616-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage talk and text line. We've got highlights to get to. We've got Craig Kishan to get to. We've got Craig Council reaction to get to. Uh, we also got some updates on some rehabbers down in AAA tonight. A lot to get to on a very thrilling show. Brewers winning walk-off fashion. Victor Caratini, the hero. And in about nine minutes or so, he'll be 29 years old. So an early birthday <laughs> gift for him. There you go. What a night. What a night. So we got Craig Kishan coming up next here on the home of the Brewers, 620 WTMJ. Here's a high fly ball out to right. Going back is McCutcheon onto the track. Looks up. It's into the Dodgers' bullpen. And Chris Taylor has tied this game at three. Fireworks of plenty tonight with the home run ball. Both teams sending it to extra innings on just runs batted in via home run. And then the Brewers win it with just a little stoinker, as Todd Rosiak would call it, into right center field. Brewers win 5-4 in 11 innings over the Dodgers. 855-616-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I'm Dominic Catronio. Please be joined by my colleague, Craig Kashan. Welcome back into the uh, the grill room, I guess, as the Brewers, man, they had been making it interesting the last few weeks with bullpen and keeping things tight and keeping things interesting. What do you think is the impact of finally winning one of these games on the right side of it. Obviously, they had one in St. Louis on Saturday, but having another one to stack on wins that the bullpen sort of carries you into extra innings and keeps you in it. Well, first, if this is the grow room, we need to get the cooler nearby uh, because they, they did walk it off, so we, we need to celebrate along with them. But uh, fun night here, no doubt about it, uh, Dom. But, um, I, I mean, these wins can can – turn your season around especially what there were 47 games left going into tonight uh counting tonight's game the rest of the way and and um you know we talked a little bit uh, over the course of the last week when when the brewers had that really good win on saturday night they had the come from behind win to sweep uh tampa last week here uh in this ballpark and and you just don't know what any of that stuff is is really going to bring? I, I think that you gotta you gotta show up tomorrow because you still have two games left against this Dodger team and three next week. But um, you know, I would like to think uh, overall just the chances that we saw and the complexion of of the approach of a game that we saw Hunter Renfro take can can be contagious because it seemed to me just just listening to Craig Council. Um, saying that was all Hunter uh, making his decision to bunt, that it wasn't in the game plan to do it. Uh, later, Craig Council said it, it's really when you're bunting the ghost runner over, it's more beneficial for the home team in that, cir- in that circumstance. Well, we didn't see him do it in the inning before in the 10th inning to try to advance the runner over and get the run home. So I say this, there's uh, six, seven weeks left of the season, 
if you're a player and you want to win, you got to be willing to take not only some chances, but give your at-bats up, whatever you want to call it. And, and I think that from a guy that's been around the league for a while and wants to win something and is on a pretty good team, I hope that's the thing that becomes contagious. Can you imagine being the third baseman now in the opposing dugout that sees on the scouting report, will drop a bunt, which means... Oh man, I gotta play in on the grass against Hunter Renfro, right. who hits rockets. Right, that changes a lot. I mean, it's not gonna stick around, I don't think, for Renfro. But now it's in the back of everybody's minds, and that could open up a hit somewhere else. That can open up where the defense plays him, and we've seen him beat the shift very much a, to what you're talking about—a we, not me, type swing, and that kind of stuff. I think is contagious. Yeah, I, I'm seeing a little bit more of that out of him. Here in the second half of the season, uh, I think, you know, Willie Adamas' hits lately seem to be all oppo, either up the middle or oppo, and he's here early in the afternoon almost every day working on that with, with extra batting practice out here to try to try to make it work and to see him hit that home run in his first at-bat tonight uh, exactly the way that he had been practicing all afternoon from early on uh, was, was really good to see. You, you're just... You have to give yourself up in this game and make it a team thing uh, more than individual. This is this is an individual sport. We all understand that, but it certainly doesn't have to be. It's been a wild game, a wild first two games. Granted, yes, they lost 4 nothing yesterday, but they had opportunities going 0-9 with runners in scoring position. You felt like they were in it, just didn't get the hit. They really didn't get the hit aside from the home runs tonight, but this is something that you're going to circle as you look back to these next two weeks or so, as in this stretch of 31 games and 31 days, hey, you know what? We got ourselves off the deck in that game. Who says we can't do it tonight? Right, exactly. I looked at Saturday's game, too, as a circle-me game, just just the way they fought and, and beat the Cardinals and the way they pitched really well in that game and the way maybe we started seeing the bullpen kind of lay out a little bit, too. But, uh, hey, circle them all. And, and hopefully you're circling dates on the calendar that are bunching together um, Saturday was a win. Sunday and Monday was a loss. Tonight was a win. Let's see what happens on Wednesday and Thursday against another really good team. It's far from over. So it's one yeah. game apiece. You can get a split. You can win the series now. You've got the monkey off your back of winning one game against the best team in baseball, the Los Angeles Dodgers. We'll have more time with Craig Kishon here coming up on the other side of news. Again, our Acu- AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is 855-616-1620. Get your texts in. Get your calls lined up if you want to join the show. We are with you until 1230. So more reaction to the Brewers 5-4 walk-off victory coming up on the other side of news here on 620 WTMJ. <laughs> What a swing from Christian Yelich. To say the least, as you could expect, he needed that. Just to say oh the least possible statement you could say about a guy who has been in a slump, 0 for 26 before that plate appearance, hadn't had a homer since July 2nd, and boom, a no-doubter to right center. little frustration coming out in that 451-foot <laughs> blast. I, I just hope that uh, the, the way I saw the line going was out towards the player parking lot. Yeah. I, I hope at least it wasn't his car he damaged because I think that thing may have bounced all the way out there. But it was, uh, I, man, that was a shock. That was as shocking as Hunter Renfro laying the bunt down to get the, the winning rally going. Um, 
Good stuff. Uh, I, I don't know if he's capable of keeping that up here the rest of the season. I really don't, Dom, but um, he, he once in a while will show you something like that. And, and 0 for 26, that's, that's the worst slump he's been in since he's been at the top of the order. And I think it's interesting, too, you know, the, the fact that he, when he was moved at the top of the order, I mean, he was a catalyst to get this offense going and, and did a pretty good job. He really did. And even drawing the walk here tonight to lead off, and then Adamas hit the home run, and then later he hits that big uh, home run on his own. Um, if I don't know if this offense now that we can say if, if, as Christian goes, the offense goes, that you know the last two weeks have been tough for him and, and tough for them to win some games too. So to stay up there, he's got to keep producing the way we saw tonight. It was uh, an epic swing. It's the loudest this park's been in a little while. You know, it, it just felt like, the, you could feel the release off of Christian Yelich. What a night for him. we got highlights coming up a little bit later right now. We're joined by Valley Sports Wisconsin's Craig Kashan. I'm Dominic Catronio. Once again, the Acunet Mortgage Talking Text Line is 855-616-1620. Some quick notes from that Yelich homer. His first home run in 142 plate appearances. It was the longest drought he's had as a brewer. Uh, his first home run at home since May 5th off of Hunter Green when the Brewers were wow. teeing off of him back on May 5th. And it's his sixth career home run that traveled at least 450 feet. It's the second longest homer hit by a Brewer this year. The longest, just by two feet, Rowdy Telez against those Reds the day before on May the 4th. So some good company there. And as we've, you know, when everyone asks, maybe somebody out of market asks, hey, what's going on with Yelich? What's going on with him? What's, what's happening? What's the number one thing we tend to hear all the time? Well, he's hitting the ball hard. And to see him hit the ball hard again, it's been a little, it's been a few days since we can even say his outs have been hard hits. This could be a swing that you, we talk about circle back. That's one that could open things up for him. Yeah, I, I think that he is uh, intentionally, intentionally took his time getting out of this slump by trying to get on base first. I mean, there's one thing to say you're, you're 0 for 26 on plate appearances. He's, he's drawn some walks. More lately, especially in this series against the Dodgers, just feeling your way back on base for a guy that is a a base stealing threat certainly adds something to his mix. Drawing that walk to open up today's game and then having Adamas follow with the home runs got to make Yelich feel good. Hey, you know what? At least I drew a walk to open up this game. All of a sudden, we're up 2 nothing. two batters into this game. It loosens you up a little bit, gives you a little bit more confidence, hopefully. Um, and, and you're right. You know, if he can, if he can somehow piece together uh, more power like that because he has been hitting the ball with, with big-time authority into outs, I mean, that, that wears on you. Uh, it can wear on a lot of people pretty quickly, but he literally wears it, and, and he's still fighting out there every single day. I, I think the other thing... You know, when you said, you know, big sigh for him, I, I think a lot of Brewer fans, you, you mentioned how loud it was in here. I think, I mean, look, th- he's signed for long term here. This, he's going to make a lot of money here in the coming six, seven, eight years, and people want him to succeed. Nobody's booing this guy. Uh, nobody has this year. They want him to succeed. And so hopefully he's on, on the track to do that. It feels extra anytime yeah. he does something a little more because you knew, I mean, we were talking about it yesterday, 
how crazy. What if I told you in 2019 that this matchup between Christian Yelich and Cody Bellinger would be nothing really in the national landscape. No one's really paying attention to it. And you'd be thinking, that's insane. After 2018 and 2019, every little baby step, every little progress report that we see from Christian Yelich, not trying to overreact and trying to put more pressure on the guy, but it's just encouraging to see him respond and the fan base respond when the, these moments happen because they can recognize when a guy is struggling and he needs a moment like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, look at look at Cody Bellinger on the other side. You know, he started in last night's game, and he was batting ninth, and he's hitting 200. Christian Yelich isn't hitting 200. I mean, he's he's hit his way up to a decent average right now in the 250s, 260s, 270. Um, he's batting much better than that from the leadoff position. Um, and a lot of fans here, we heard it. We heard it in the first half when he was slumping big time. Why don't you just move him to ninth? He can't stay in that number three spot. He's not driving. He's not getting on base. He's not driving home any runs. He's not a, a, a run power, a power threat of any kind. Uh, put him in the ninth spot. Um, Brewers didn't do that. Dodgers did. Of course, Dodgers are, are loaded otherwise. But um, I, I think maybe that would have maybe put him over the edge, kind of, you know, Take the spirit out, take that confidence out. But moving up to one has been the best thing that Craig Council has done with Christian Yelich to try to to reshape his career, if you will. It's been uh, fun to see what he could become here if things are healthy, and he's been healthy all year, which is a small baby step. I think we forget about it's it's the key. I mean, let's face it all the all the back problems he's ha- he's had and 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 leg problems over the last couple of years, trying to bounce back after you know, breaking his kneecap and whatnot, Um, you know, anybody healthy. We saw it with Ryan Braun. When he was healthy, he produced. When he wasn't healthy, it's just tough on these guys. They're they're at an elite level for a reason, and when you're not healthy, you're going up against elite competition and elite pitchers. Good luck. Good luck. Well, Craig, Good luck. Get some rest. You got another show in a few hours or so, I think. So we'll uh, do. You finish up strong too, and we're flying solo tomorrow. Oh yeah, I know. The training wheels are off. Greg Matzik has right. got a scowl on me right now, making sure I don't mess anything up right now. But uh, <laughs> thanks for hopping over here, and uh, looking forward to chatting with you All again right, tomorrow night. Great. Awesome, Craig Kishan joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings as we recap a thrilling. 5-4, 11 inning win for the Brew Crew. We'll hear from the manager, Craig Council, coming up next here on 620 WTMJ. Long hold and the pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Climbed the ladder with a fastball at 97. It is eight strikeouts for Woodruff through four scoreless. Woodruff was great tonight. As you said, Lane Grindle on the call there. Eight strikeouts, five innings. He's no decision tonight as the Brewers win in extra innings, five to four. This is Brewers extra innings. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. But right now, let's hear from the man in charge, Craig Council, here on the program. That was, that's, that's, that's Hunter. Um, just kind of having a feel against the pitcher. And, you know, he's obviously, he's a pretty good bunner. Uh, I think he's shown that. Um, and he laid down a great bunt. Um, and then it was, you know, it was just a great base running feel. And um, it's a risk, but it's a risk on kind of what he sees. And that's really the only way he scores is to take the risk. Craig, everybody thinks bunting is so easy. But for a guy like Hunter, who really never does it, you know, to be able to do it 
twice in the last few weeks in big situations successfully. Yeah. How impressive is that? Yeah, I mean, the one tonight, uh, you know, definitely caught him by surprise. Um, and just, you know, against Craig Kimbrell, not an easy guy to bunt. And then he executed it and put it in a great spot. And, um Got the inning. Got the inning started for sure, and gave us a little momentum and energy. And we've all been wondering with the runner in second whether that play will become more a part of this. Do you see it? More? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it, it. It sometimes I think for the home side is probably the team team it can make sense for the visiting side. I don't see it. The strategy with the placed runner is fascinating, and that was a good question. Thinking about, well, maybe you are going to see more bunts. We talked about it with Greg there and earlier here in the show about the fact that the Brewers don't really bunt. Craig Council does not like to bunt, but hey, small ball, and they help to get a win. I don't know if it's a common practice these days to always rely on the small ball, especially a team that's not exactly built on speed, but timely small ball is going to help you win some games, and that's what happened tonight as the bunt by Renfro. Then he gets on base with perfect base running on the little flare in the right center by Caratini, and the Brewers win it by a final of 5-4 to four in 11 innings. We're going to have full highlights coming up next as the Brewers victorious over the first place Dodgers. The Brewers are now 62-53. and 53. The Dodgers are 80-35. and 35. Let's listen to some highlights coming up next here on 620 WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. What a thrilling winner. The Brewers, 5-4, to four, but a lot happened between the start of this one and the finish. They're now 7-5 and five in extra inning games, by the way, and it's their fifth extra inning game in their last 11 contests. They're getting used to this, but it started out very differently than the way it ended with a leadoff walk from Christian Yelich, Willie Adamas breaking out his funk, talking the talk, and walking the walk after calling on trying to be better last night. He delivered in the first. So 2-0 Brewers in the first inning. With that lead, they would give to Brandon Woodruff, and he was dominant early. He struck out eight batters in the first four innings he pitched. Gavin Lux with the hometown hero coming back, and, well, he didn't have the same night he had last night. We'll get to these highlights, I promise. They're, they're trying to load up here for you. But Gavin Lux strikes out 8 Ks through the first four, bat, 4 innings for Brandon Woodruff in this contest. As the Brew Crew continues to roll on, leading 2-0, but things got very, very interesting in the 5th inning. The third time through has been difficult for Brandon Woodruff all season long. Leading things off, Joey Gallo hits a solo home run. Obviously, a lot of Brewers fans felt conflicted about that. It's the guy that they wanted at the trade deadline. It didn't happen, so it makes it a one-run game. But they weren't done as Mookie Betts would add a solo homer beginning that third time through against Brandon Woodruff. That ties the game two runs apiece. In the bottom of the fifth inning, Christian Yelich came to the plate, and quite frankly, it was one of the loudest swings of the year. It was Christian Yelich finally breaking a slump to get things going for the Brew Crew. 2-1 2-1 delivery. Watch when you go through doors, too. <laughs> Yelich to right center and deep. 
Christian Yelich! Yelich finally connecting on a home run. His first in 142 plate appearances. It was home run number nine on the season for Yelly. It gives the Brewers the lead right back, three to two. Fast forward now with the bullpens into the game for both sides. Brad Broxberger, a one, two, three, sixth inning. At the bottom of the sixth, Reyes Moronta, a one, two, three frame. This is going to be a theme moving forward. But then in the seventh inning, it was Matt Bush trying to preserve the three, two lead. And there goes that man again, Chris Taylor. Here's a high fly ball out to right. Going back is McCutcheon onto the track. Looks up. It's into the Dodgers' bullpen. And Chris Taylor has tied this game at three. So a 3-3 game, it would hold that way all the way into extra innings. Great work from Rodgers and Williams to make sure this game got to extras. In the 10th inning, an odd base running blunder in the top half with Joey Gallo on second base. Mookie bets the batter. It was a mistake that just simply cannot happen. 1-1 pitch, ground ball left side. Adamas has it. He'll go to third, and they're going to put the tag on Gallo. Ah, the Brewers playing some defense here in the 10th. It was a heck of a play. Chris Taylor, though, in the bottom of the 10th, made an equally epic play. We don't need to pain you and remind you of 2018. Finally, 11th inning. Brewers down by a run after an RBI single by Justin Turner at the top of the inning. Victor Caratini with runners, with the bases loaded, rather, had a chance to finally win it for the Brew Crew. 2-2. Hit in the air, right center field, coming on his bets. It's going to drop in front of him. McCutcheon will score. Around third is Renfro. Here's the throw. The Brewers walk off the Dodgers at 11. What a win. 5-4 the final. Brewers have a chance to try to at least guarantee a split tomorrow. We'll wrap things up here on Brewers Extra Innings coming up next on 620 WTMJ. Brewers with a win in 11 innings. They get a pair of home runs, too. One from Adamas and one from Yelich. And remember, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate now at samilwaukee.org. Well, let's wrap things up here, Greg. Thanks for trusting me. You're going to take the training wheels off tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, let's hope for another exciting Yeah, one, you're eh? on your own. I'm going on for tacos. <laughs> Enjoy it, man. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody, who's interacted so far. Thanks to Tommy back in our studios as well. Brewers win in 11, 5-4, right back here tomorrow on 620 WTMJ.